0: Okay, we are going to pregame this show, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so I impulse bought something called Buzz Balls Chillers Choco Chiller, orange wine with cream and natural flavors. I do not like wine. Uh, I saw the chocolate and I decided that was fantastic, but I didn't actually read that it was wine. So we're gonna give this a shot. Okay, it's not terrible, (laughs) I probably won't drink much of it, but, um, but, but here we go. Welcome to Bold, A Century of Grace. I am Allie Barnes. I am your host. And this podcast is about my great great grandmother, Grace Walsworth Bates English, which may sound very boring to you, but I really hope that you find value in her story as I have. Let's, before we even get into her story, let's talk about the why. First off, why is this podcast called? Bold, a century of grace. We're going to get to the bold part later, but I named it a century of grace because Grace was born almost a hundred years before I was born. I think it's like ninety-eight years. She was born in 1891. I was born in 1989. Yeah, that's math. <laughs> uh, ninety-eight years thereabouts. So I figure we're going to cover her life and a little bit before that, and then, uh, the generations that followed, we're going to touch upon that. And also the meaning that her life has had in my life, you know, over a hundred years later. And why am I talking about her? Why does she matter to me? So I was raised in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is not a religious podcast. Grace was not LDS. I am no longer active in the LDS church, but I say that to note that a lot of my life, uh, there was this emphasis on doing your family history. That is a huge part of the LDS slash Mormon life and culture is family history. So, when I was in my 20s, uh, I was doing more of that. Um, I found it really interesting. I like to say that I, it kind of brings out the Nancy Drew in me, and I like to investigate and discover things about family history and, and dig things up, and you'll see a lot of that in this podcast. So, around, I can't remember exactly when, I think it was 2017 or 2018, I was doing family history and I came across Grace's story. And I mean, Grace is not super far back in my family line and up until that point, I was always focused on trying to expand my family tree, find new names that we didn't have connected to us. Grace, obviously we knew about her because she only passed away in the 1970s. I grew up with my great-grandmother, my grandma Mary, who was her daughter. Uh, You know, my grandma knew Grace. We know who Grace is, but I didn't know her story yet. I, her great-great-granddaughter, didn't know her story yet. So when I kind of discovered her story, first I read about her husband. Um, history generally follows the men, so that's also why it gets kind of tricky once, spoiler, she gets divorced, I kind of had to piece together the pieces of her life since then. But before that, we have a little bit more of information about we have a little bit more information about her husband. Uh, let me grab my notes. I have a lot of notes, so if you hear paper, that's why. So her husband's name was James Franklin English, and I first heard about him uh, because he was a civil engineer, and I had heard that he had. I believe designed and engineered. Uh truth be told, I don't really know what an engineer does. I have friends who are engineers, so apologies. Uh, but he was involved with building roads in the Philippines. And I lose my train of thought. Um I think he did like the uh Balbo Park, I think, um, which is in San Diego for the World Fair. Uh he Also, the the thing that caught my eye is he did the roads in Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah, which is one of my favorite national parks, if not my favorite national park. And so I saw that and I was like, yes, this is my family. And then minutes later, I found out that while he was working on the, the roads in Bryce Canyon National Park, he met... A gal who was over 20 years younger than he was and then he left his wife and four children and ran off with her and then I was mad <laughs> I got super defensive of grace I was like I do not like this man <laughs> sorry apologies to my great-great-grandfather James English I'm sure you're fine I don't know you um, But then I started seeing these similarities between my life and Grace's life and also some patterns through the maternal line of my family, patterns of uh, unhealthy relationships, divorce, abandonment, trauma, a lot of trauma through family lines, and learning more about Grace's story, and we'll get into that in the next couple episodes about even how her parents kind of saw these red flags and were like, do not marry this man and tried to detract her from doing that. I saw those things mirrored in a relationship that I was in around that time, this on again, off again, unhealthy relationship. And I think the people around me knew that it was unhealthy, but I was very much in love. I saw myself in grace. And it helped me become more self-aware and also empowered to change my story like Grace did. And we're going to see that through the podcast. So before we even get into that, uh, another sip of my orange wine with cream. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this. So, like I mentioned, after Grace's divorce there's it's harder to find records of her. I have mostly gone by census records, I have mapped out, in my hands right now is like a whole timeline that I built from like 1880 until like her death in 1979, It's it's a really big timeline. A lot of this information is taken from census records, marriage records, birth, death certificates, a lot of it, you know, comes from official documentation, but of course that kind of is less when Grace and James split. I know I know that Grace went to California, that's basically what I have, I have Census records, some addresses, a little bit of moving around, some little hints as to what her profession would have been, but there's really not a whole lot. I don't know how she was doing emotionally. I don't know how she funded her trip out to California alone with four children. I don't know, you know, their living conditions. I don't really know anything after 1930. So, in seeking for these answers, I reached out to my friend Ashley, who is uh, a medium and a psychic. But like, hold on. (laughs) I know you might be skeptic, and that's totally okay. You don't have to believe anything that she told me. But I used that as a tool just to kind of give myself a little more direction. So whether or not it's completely accurate or not, just... Just set that skepticism aside for a second. We're not going to rely much on her reading with me, but it will hopefully maybe fill in some gaps later. And, and you'll see that come when we get to the, the post-1930 episode. But one of the things that she did say uh, while we were chatting, Ashley paused and she said, I have a feeling that Grace enjoyed the occasional beverage. And I was like, alcoholic beverage and she's like yes but it wasn't like wine or anything like that I think it was bourbon and I was like I love bourbon (laughs) I love whiskey so I had this plan to to drink uh, a drink a cocktail when I was doing this podcast I ran out of whiskey I didn't get to the store to buy more Um, I will say I love a good Uh, whiskey sour. I love a good whiskey and Coke. Uh, But today I have, you know, like I said, this orange wine with cream that I impulse bought the other day, which I'm sure if wine is your thing or high alcohol content is your thing, you would love this. And I'm still drinking it for the sake of this show. So let's just dive into it and (laughs) hopefully it'll loosen me up and... We'll just enjoy, enjoy chatting about Grace's life. Before we start talking about Grace, we are actually going to talk about her mother, Imogene Cosgrove, and the family that she was raised in. Um, I am also a nerd, and I have the birth and death dates of everyone I mention, but that is a lot of things to put in a podcast. I'm not going to do that. I may mention birth years, uh, but I will try to put more information in show notes, which will probably just be on my Instagram, at Allie A. Barnes. Okay, Imogene Cosgrove was born in 1853. Her father was James Cosgrove, and her mother was Mary MacDonald. She had at least one older brother, Francis or Frank Cosgrove, who was born in 1851, so just a couple years older than her. And records show that James and Mary may have lost two children before they were born. It seems that Mary, unfortunately, passed away, I believe, in childbirth, or around that time, just three years after Imogene was born. So in 1856, Imogene's mother, Mary, passed away, and Imogene was then raised by her father, James, uh, and with her brother, Frank. In 1861, when Imogene was about eight years old, her father got remarried to a woman named Mary Bucklew. So again, that was in 1861. In the 1880 census, uh, there were six children and one housekeeper, Evelyn Hedjoist, age 26, from Sweden, living in the Cosgrove household. There was Frank, age 28, Imogene, age 26, Henry B, age 18, James B, age 15, Nellie A, age 12, and Walter, age 7. So let's just step back really fast and think about Imogene's life so far. She lost her mother at the age of three that's trauma. She was then raised by her father uh, with a brother there. So that's, I mean, dynamics. She's a young lady growing up surrounded by men, Uh, then got a stepmom when she was eight. And I'm hoping that those dynamics were good and happy and healthy. We don't know. You can't get that information from census records, but either way, that's a transition and that is tough for, I think, even the healthiest and happiest of families. That's a hard transition. So she has gone through a lot in her family system thus far. So continuing on, on September 22nd, 1886, Imogene, now age 33, married Wells Hammond Bates. Uh, Wells was born in 1845. Again, they got married in 1886. They had one surviving daughter, Grace Walsworth Bates, born in 1891. Before Grace was born though, some stuff happened (laughs) in their life. So we're going to step back once again and look at Imogene and Wells' life before they had Grace. So again, they were married in 1886. Uh, wait, let me get my notes. Ah, there we go. So, before that, I believe around 18, 1883 or so, early 1880s, uh, Wells and his brother, DeWitt C. Bates, uh, who were both working as, I think, well, mm. Okay. I am trying to have all this information all sorted out and I'm not doing a great job we're just gonna let's just have this conversation we're gonna chat i'm not gonna worry about this being perfect okay early 1880s uh wells and his brother dewitt c bates uh who were both kind of i mean wealthy they were wealthy they had money uh my records show that wells was a lawyer or worked in the legal field and or was an investor he had money so he and his brother invested in the walnut grove dam that is a dam that was built in arizona about 20 miles northeast of wickenburg arizona along that has hmm. a <laughs> yampa river i think that's how you say it i am so sorry if i'm wrong i don't live in arizona So this dam was being built, they invested in it. This was in the 1880s. I don't know exactly when Wells met Imogene, but I imagine he was already in this process of funding this dam. I'm not going to go into the details of this necessarily, but if you really wanted to dive into it, there is a great article all about it And this is going to be a little spoiler here. The article is called The Walnut Grove Dam 1890 Failure. The Worst and Most Forgotten Disaster in Arizona History. So you can look up that article, read all about it, all of the many lessons learned, and uh, that, that will cover that. But basically, they invested all this money, finished the dam, and then two years later, After finishing it in 1890, there were a lot of rains that didn't make sense. It was raining a lot. It was raining a lot and the dam failed. It broke over a hundred people lost their lives. Huge tragedy. It's horrible. So we know that was in 1890. So that's a year before Grace was born. The Bates still lived in New York. I don't know how often they were going to Arizona or to the West Coast at all to work on this project. There are some records that obviously there were lawsuits brought against them and the company. I don't have a good picture of how that panned out for them or how it affected their finances because that's not information that I was able to find. What I do know from my own family history and written accounts from my grandma is that Grace was raised in a very wealthy home. So they, they had money. I don't know how long they had money. I don't know if they lost any of it along the way. But I'm sure that this was a huge setback. I mean, how could it not be when there's an article now written about it over 100 years later called The Worst and Most Forgotten Disaster in Arizona History. So it's not great. Regardless, it seems that Grace was born into money. They had a lot of money. They lived in New York. They were pretty well off. And I think that's where we're going to end it for episode one. We're going to keep it nice and short. Come back for episode two, though, because we're going to talk about Grace and her courtship with James Franklin English and maybe some... As I said earlier, uh, red flags. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to Bold, A Century of Grace. And come back for episode two and maybe avoid uh, orange wine. Wine is just not good. It's just spicy grape juice. Okay, bye.